780-496-0063-403-974-8255. Those are the numbers. Okay, let's get Terry back on here. He wanted to talk about alcohol. That's why he called originally, and he waited a long time. So, Terry, you're yeah. back. W- what's on your mind? Well, just a, on the consumption of alcohol, I've noticed for the past since we've been uh, self-isolating, and yep. I watch the news, it gets very depressing. And I find I go to the refrigerator and grab my Crown Royal apple-flavored whiskey and pour myself a few. And a lot of and people I, are doing that. <laughs> well, it's just the forest fires in British Columbia and the, the, the Pacific Northwest in the United States, California, the forest fires going on in Greece, the earthquake in Haiti, and then they got a hurricane passing through. Mm-hmm. And now you got this altercation going on in, in um, Afghanistan. <laughs> And then the cherry on top, we've got this pandemic going on, and people aren't getting vaccinated. I just wish that Mr. Kenny would change his mind and issue vaccine passports. That'll force people to get a vaccine, and more people. I'm one of the 63. I've had both my vaccines of AstraZeneca. Okay. But it's very depressing, and I find myself drinking a lot of alcohol. Yeah, not a good, not a good road to go down, Terry. You know that. Yeah, it numbs the pain. <laughs> okay, I appreciate you hanging on so long, Terry. Good call. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, and now he's just referencing the fact that um, doctors are reporting seeing a, a large increase with alcohol-related liver issues uh, following the first wave of the pandemic. Uh, people continuing to weigh in on this. I, 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 made, I made the point that I don't think, I think it's dumb to go out and say, hey, you have to vote. You have to vote. Everybody should vote. And, um, and I made the case as to why I think that. But um, the original... Uh, texter who who started all this. Uh, his first comment was true democracy entails accepting the fact that stupid people can vote and suggesting people don't vote is an affront to democracy. Um, and then I said my piece and he replied saying, incorrect. Uh, true democracy is one person, one vote, nothing more. Forcing your, forcing your perception of what a voter should know or not know is the opposite of democracy. Yes, you're right. In its truest you know, democracy means everybody has one vote. That's right. But there have been countless statements over the years. Um, I know Thomas Jefferson did a, an impassioned dissertation on the fact that the cornerstone of democracy is not one person, one vote. It's an informed electorate. For a democracy, democracy to function properly, it requires an informed electorate. And a lot of you weighing in on the text line saying you agree with me. I appreciate that. But the thing that gets me is you can be somebody who, you know, attends all the candidate forums watches all the debates, researches all the platforms, spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, and and care about what's going on and who's running for government. And you can spend a lot of time discussing. Maybe you meet them, you chat with them. You put in a lot of work. You put in a lot of effort. Now you've got your vote. You go to the ballot box, and some Yahoo wanders in next to you because his buddy happened to be stopping on the way to work. He has no idea what's going on. He has no idea who he's even voting for, and he marks an X, and your ballot is the same value as his ballot. And I understand that's the system that we work in. And as Churchill said, democracy is the worst form of government, except for all the other ones that we've tried. It's not perfect. And for me, that's the issue. That's where I get upset. It's like, really? Somebody who makes the effort, pays attention, studies the issues, makes an informed decision, that value is equal to somebody who just goes in on a lark because their buddies are doing it or or whatever the case may be. And that is how we get people elected. When you take a look at um, some of the UCP MLAs that are in power right now, clearly they were not um, voted because of the candidate or what they stood for or the platform. They were voted because they were UCP and that's the way I'm voting. 
Same thing happened when the NDP were elected in the previous election. One of the NDP MLAs that was elected herself thought her chances of winning were so low, she was in Vegas on voting day. But because she was running for the NDP in that election, that's all you took. Didn't matter. Um, So it takes more than that for me. And I understand you're going to vote along party lines. There's all kinds of things. But just know what you're doing. Know who you're voting for. Know why you're voting for them. I think that's the least we can ask. Yes, you have the right to go and vote for whoever you want to vote for, but there's also an expectation that you'll know why you're voting for them. You'll have done some preliminary work, have some sort of understanding of, I'm marking my X here because this person said this and I agree with them. That's it. That's all. Could be one tiny little issue, but at least know what the issues are. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Um, all right, let's go to Gord uh, from Edmonton. Hi, Gord. Hey, how are you, Shane? Good. What's up? Uh, well, I want to follow up on the uh, call where the fellow said he didn't know anything about O'Toole because he never saw it on the news. Yeah. And uh, and your defense of, of the media, which is fair since you work in the media. Sure, yeah. But but here's here's my problem. One of the things that we don't ever seem to factor in on bias isn't how the story's presented it's how often the story is presented okay so if you have a story about trudeau it's, it's i'd say it's a good news story if we could find one right and uh and it's presented on uh, a variety of different media platforms a hundred times but then you get a good news story about o'toole and it's presented on those same media platforms Ten times, you obviously have a bias because of how often it's presented to the public. I mean, you guys are a big outfit. I'm sure you have the ability to run metrics on how many times you have a Trudeau story versus how many times you have an O'Toole story. So if you run those metrics, you'll be able to determine whether or not you're biased or whether you're presenting an open, unbiased view. Um, okay, I understand what you're saying, and I think, you know what, you make a good point, but how about this? When you're talking about, you know, you, who's going to get more coverage, the Prime Minister or the Leader of the Opposition? Mm. Right? That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. There there are other factors yeah. that, that you are going to use as a media outlet to determine uh, what you're going to present and how often you're going to present it. Fair enough. But go back then to when Harper was the prime minister mm-hmm. and see if you can use that same value to show the same number of presentations. I bet you you could. Now, I, I can't back that up with any sort of evidence as we're doing this off the cuff here, but I, I bet you you could. I would think, and, and I, I, I mean, I, I covered his administration just like I covered Trudeau's. Fair enough. But it, it isn't it, it it isn't the individual uh, media person. Right, covering. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, institutionally, you're talking about. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and to add to that, and I, and I watch a lot of news and listen to a lot of news. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you add what I believe to be a, an apparent bias, so we have a good news story and we have a bad news story. So the bad news story about Trudeau is Afghanistan. Okay. Well, yeah. it's presented as a bad news story on day one and a not so bad story on day two. And, uh, we got 3,700 out and we really wish we would have stayed and look how many we got out and wow, Canada did a great job. We were there almost till the end. So the story changes, not because the actual story changed, but because the presentation has been altered. Interesting. Add that to the number of times that it's presented versus the other side of the story, and you have a bias. Okay. I, I, I take your point, Gord, and I think, you know what, you may, you may be right in some... I, like, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for men, uh, media writ large, okay? Um, I, I literally have spent 30 years in the media, um, and I've worked for well, all the major networks across the country at one time or another. Um, and I, I know how it works. And I, I, part of what I've learned since I've started doing this radio show is a lot of what we say, um, is heard differently depending on your viewpoint. Now I'm a talk show host. I'm not bound by the same rules that a David Aiken or a Mercedes Stevenson or Tom Vernon or anybody who's an actual reporter for Global News is. But I've worked under those, they're called practices and principles, and we all get a book. And there are certain rules. Um, and I and like I say, as a talk show host, I, my bias is sort of, that. that's what I do. That That's part of the job, my opinion, my viewpoint on issues. And... Um, is to be expressed. That's what I do. But I, I understand that people in the audience, and, I've, and, I, and I see it every single day, like you guys love me when I'm sitting here talking about what a disaster Trudeau has been on this Afghanistan file or the Wee scandal or China. The text that I get saying, yeah, this is, he's just, hor- I can't believe, blah, 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 blah. But then if I pivot and say, Jason Kenney's been a disaster on um, vaccine passports and on handling the third wave, um, you turn on me. You hate it. it because it's not necessarily I'm not being biased in what I present because I really I'm not I'm not adherent to any one party. I really don't care. I'm not a partisan in any way, shape or form. My favorite thing to do is to call out hypocrisy and failures in politicians. That's what I do. And I don't care what party they represent. But I notice the reaction from you in the audience really, really changes. And it goes the other way, too. People who get really, really, really angry at me for calling out Justin Trudeau love it when I call out Jason Kenney. So the bias from the media, is there bias in the media? Yeah, I, I imagine there, there is, especially on a talk show um, platform like this. But there's also bias in the audience. And that will affect the way you hear the information that's presented to you. And that's just the fact. That's human nature. That's the way that it is. If you hear something that you like, well, then you like the person giving you the information. If you hear something that you don't like, well, then you hate the person that's giving you the information. So it goes both ways. But we're all human beings, and there is bias. I think there's no question about that. We all see things from our own particular viewpoint, you know, based on our own personal experiences and where we are and, and all the rest of those things. Um, so I present the information as free from the partisan thing as I can possibly be. 
I try my hardest. I really do. I try not to come at it from a partisan viewpoint. And I'll take on Trudeau one day, and I'll take on Kenny the next day, and I'll take on Biden one day, and I'll take on Trump the next day. And that's fine. Because if, if I see something that I think stinks, I'm going to say it stinks. I don't care who's doing it. Um, but I notice that the bias is also inherent in the audience. And you guys need to recognize that, too, because the information that I present can be read two ways. Depending on who you support and who you like, it's the greatest thing you've ever heard or it's awful. We talked about that with polls earlier, right? It was amazing. When we talked about the polls on Monday morning, um, you guys loved polls. You couldn't get enough of the polls. The polls were the... We had one lady call us saying it was the greatest day of her life driving into work when I told her the poll information that Aaron O'Toole has erased any lead that the Liberals had. Every other time we've talked up about polls leading up to that, where the Liberals were leading, I'm inundated with texters telling me that these polls are garbage. Nobody asked me. They're talking only people in the East. Nobody can possibly believe this because it didn't fit with your thinking. As soon as it did, polls were the greatest thing since sliced bread. So the media goes both ways and the bias goes both ways. Um... And as long as we're all honest about that, that's fine. That's the way we are. We're human beings.